0: When we're talking about living a truly free and independent life, we mean it. And that's exactly what Gary Collins, who is the creator of The Simple Life, set out to accomplish. And now you have a chance to learn all the secrets that Gary has developed over decades of trying it out himself, building these amazing courses, as you can go to thesimplelifenow.com and access three amazing courses. One, being the -the off-the-grid master course. Two, being the how to finance your off-grid home course and three how to find your dream off-grid property course and get an awesome 10 off at checkout by using code tbns10 that's right you too can learn how to live a truly free and independent lifestyle by living off-grid and all these amazing courses are delivered to you by yes one gary collins from the SimpleLifenow.com. use code tbns10 at checkout for 10 off your order and start living your free life today a-B-L-E-S. Ebles. Remember that name because if you suffer from chronic joint and muscle pain like me, then Ebles Broad Spectrum CBD Oil is your answer to your prayers the evil story began with the search for something natural to help manage chronic migraines but evil's helps more than just migraines from managing chronic pain anxiety depression and more evil's is truly a game changer in the natural alternatives to big pharma drugs and yours truly brian nichols here on the brian nichols show can indeed vouch for the quality of evil's having a herniated disc in my back whew, coupled with years of sports injuries I was struggling to find something, anything to help manage my pain. That is until evil's. With the best quality product and customer service in the industry, Ebel's Broad Spectrum CBD Oil and Ebel's Freeze Gel easily stand above all the competition. And right now, Ebel's is offering a special discount to all members of the Brian Nickel Show audience on all orders. All you have to do is head to ebels.com and use promo code TBNS, the Brian Nickel Show, right? TBNS at checkout. That's it. Discount applied. Again, the code is TBNS at checkout to start managing your pain today with the highest quality CBD on the market. One more. Time, it is code TBNS at checkout, and now on the show. Can I pause for a second and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who is getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Well, happy Monday there, folks. Welcome back to The Brian Nichols Show. Yes, you are getting in store, and honestly, you're getting prepared mentally every Monday. We're talking marketing or sales. Last week, we had Chris Goizetta on the program talking about taking our fans and making them super fans. Today, Jeremy Todd returns to the program talking all things sales, specifically How are we going to be effective storytellers? Storytelling Mm -hmm. is a tool in the toolbox for all sales executives, sales professionals out there to help actually make the product, the service, whatever it is you're selling, and make it real. Make it so it can actually be applied to whatever it is that the person you're selling to needs it to be applied to. So with that being Mm -hmm. said, storytelling, it is, in fact, one of the most important things to focus on, Jeremy. So we started off today uh, when we are doing our behind-the-scenes prep focusing on stories. And I know you've gone through with your notes, Jeremy, to get some things lined up. So uh, I'm excited to dig in this, this storytelling mode, but I do have to start off here a little bit more somber news. Um, wanted to really quickly mm-hmm. acknowledge uh, that the passing of good friend and guest of the show, Steve Horowitz, um, he's been battling yeah. cancer now for a number of years. Uh, and unfortunately here this past weekend, um, you Fuck cancer. I'm sorry. Like I, I, yeah, I lost too cancer. many good people to uh, to cancer, and uh, you know, I one of my really young cousins. He's only seven years old, having to fight cancer. Um, and it just mm-hmm. like you see it across uh, the, the the world, across the United States, across the country, yeah. state, and we see it in our immediate families, in our network of friends. So. Truly, um, you know, thoughts and prayers to the the Horwitz family. Uh, Steve was, you yes. know, one of the the best voices out there. So yes, uh, just wanted to start off there, uh, acknowledging that. And I did include actually in a link I had posted one of the old episodes. So you want to hear Steve at his absolute yes. best talking about economics? I think we talked about minimum wage, UBI. Go check that out. But storytelling, Jeremy. Let's kind I'm of focus rent. now. Yeah. Moving forward, what's the value? Talk to me. You're you're a sales yeah. guy. Storytelling is important, right? We I kind of set the stage there, but. Give it, yeah. How about this? You tell a story about the value <laughs> of storytelling in your own uh, your own experience.
1: So the value of storytelling, um, I won't tell a story about it, but the value <laughs> of storytelling is uh, that. So last week we discussed uh, the the taking of a a client or a prospect. Uh, somebody interested in liber- liberty on the journey via asking questions that uncover problems with either their, the issues that they're facing, the things they care about, or, you know, the way uh, in which they think and see the world and help them kind of go on a journey of self-discovery. Well, we are showing up late to that process. So at some point, they have already kind of done a little bit of that. Um, and so they may have emotional attachments to issues or specific things. And this is where a story can effectively uh, shift that emotion and help them think in a different way. Um, I, 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 one of the things about opinions and belief systems is that it comes from our education and our experience. Um, and everybody's is different. So only through uh, sharing uh, that, which we talked about last week, sort of our education, our knowledge, our logical facts, but also by sharing our own personal experiences, can people empathize with our positions and potentially uh, come around to them? Empathy too. People will hear empathy and they're
0: like, "Ah, we don't want to hear empathy. That means emotions and stuff." But here's yeah. the reality, folks. And and this goes to—I think I've said this before in the show. But you know, while the whole Ben Shapiro "facts don't care about your feelings" shtick is out mm-hmm. there, that's fine and good. But guess what? People still have feelings, and feelings yeah. sell. We know the top two yep. emotion or top two emotions that sell are fear and love. So and if love. we're focusing on that as kind of like the understanding, like starting off point. Then we can know when we're telling stories, you want to make sure that those stories are told in such a way that you are actually focusing on those those driving factors. But it goes back Mm -hmm. to the point you made, Jeremy, is that we want to make sure the story that we're telling is actually pertinent to them. So that's why it is so hand in hand or rather it is so uh, imperative to have it go hand in hand with asking those questions. Because if you start telling a story about something that's completely irrelevant, Mm -hmm. not out of left field. They're gonna stop listening. They're gonna they're gonna literally yeah. gonna turn the channel and and find something 100%. else and find a story that is resonating to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And there's a couple different types of stories you can tell. Uh, they they can come in a lot of different forms. One which we just talked about is you could share your own personal experiences. That's a that's a first person story. You you have you can tell your uh, experience and your story. Another is a third person where you talk about uh what uh what you know somebody you know had been through uh maybe it's a client maybe it's uh, a family member but third person stories are also powerful and impactful and then the last one which um is just as equally powerful and impactful in getting people's light bulbs to come on is come up with hypothetical stories uh most of the stories we watch are fictional uh in movies in uh in, you know TV And we're still emotionally pulled by those things. So uh, even telling a hypothetical uh, story uh, is powerful in triggering the emotions people may need to sort of get over the hill uh, in making uh, their choices on belief systems.
0: Were you were you in the generation where you'd go to the doctor's office and in the waiting room? There was the highlights kids books. Yep. Okay, so when you'd open the highlights kids books, right, there was always a section called Goofus and Gallant. And hmm. Goofus and Gallant, it was little stories, little hypothetical stories of, well, here's what Gallant would do. And Gallant would do the right mm-hmm. thing in the right way and he'd have the right outcome, right? But Goofus, he was always doing the opposite and he was doing the thing he wasn't supposed to do and it would show in these little hypothetical stories the importance yeah. of in this case it was listening to your parents, doing what you were told, being responsible, whatever it may be, whatever the value was that they were trying to pr- get to the kids, but they were doing that mm-hmm. through telling a hypothetical stories go to little bear franklin blues clues all those great shows that i watched when i was growing up um let's be right i mostly watched them with my sister because i was like <laughs> a 14 year old kid and i'm like these shows are kind of good uh no but like the, the yes. values that little bear would, would put forth or franklin would put forth and those are being learned through storytelling it's not yeah. kids here's the values and you have to learn them now or recite yeah. back to me they're teaching through storytelling and what i think is fascinating uh jeremy we see this also If we want to maybe take this and apply it directly to the liberty movement, we see a big argument in terms of, well, is the liberty movement supposed to be an educational arm or a sales arm? Mm -hmm. And I say, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. They go hand in hand. You need to be able to be an effective educating arm that is Mm -hmm. educating through storytelling, through catching people. On issues that they they actually care about and getting them to start to say, oh, how can this libertarian idea, this libertarian solution, how can I apply this in a hypothetical way? Or how can I hear you've done it in your own personal life or to your point in the third party perspective, showing how other people have already done that? It shows not just that this is something that can be taken from the, 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 the textbook and actually put into real life. But now Mm -hmm. we're establishing trust. We're building up the credibility because not only are we helping relate the service, the product, whatever it is to that person, but now we're showing them that we can do it and we're confident in our ability to do so. And now they know that they can trust us and able to help our our means of actually getting the solution, getting whatever that is in place to help solve the problems they see in their lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. The uh. and it it really does um like you said give a sense of reality give a sense of effectiveness uh to and a sense of credibility to the uh the the issue that you're talking about because someone has experienced it um like we talked about last week with or two weeks ago with the bell curve uh there are some people who w- are more than willing to to jump on something the first second it comes out but everybody else really is looking for that proof, whether it be social proof, reviews, or, or you know, does something specifically work? Um, and uh, that that's that's one of the powerful pieces of storytelling uh, in, in your approach and in your pitch, um, foundationally to the way that we tell stories, though. And, and this this is going to go, and this is just from my experience and what I've what I've known. Uh, We we are much more effective storytellers and persuasive storytellers if we look at individual cases rather than looking at collectives, because one of the things about liberty that sets us apart is that it's it's the individual is what matters. Now, every individual matters, but every individual has their rights and that's what matters. So. Uh there, there's an illustration of this that, that has a thought experiment that's gone on for years with the trolley problem. If you're somehow unfamiliar with the trolley car problem, essentially it says you stumble across uh five people who are standing on a train track and they don't know a train is coming down the track. Uh, you can pull a lever and it will divert the train uh so as to save those five people onto another track where there is only one person. Do you pull the lever? Um, and basically, it's the internal conflict of do I get involved and actively cause somebody's death uh, or am I actively causing their death by not, inter- et cetera, et cetera. But basically, what the problem really boils down to is are five people more important than one? And I would raise the challenge to libertarians that the answer to that question is no. Because there are some variations of this problem that they've studied over the years. 80 to 90% of society says, yes, pull the lever. Kill the one person, save the five. It's simple math. It makes sense. But it's not always that simple. If we change the problem up a little bit to where you are standing on a, a bridge and the only way to stop the train is to push somebody standing next to you on the tracks, Um that number goes down significantly because now they have to actually be involved in that process. But watch, watch what happens here in your head. So ask yourself, would you do this? So if you push somebody in front of the train, it will slow the train down enough. Uh, you'll kill the one, but the the five will live. So would you do it if it was just a random stranger standing next to you?
0: Oh, bias was. Would you do it? Right. No, because yeah. this, this is tough yeah. for me, right? So you're <laughs> right, you right, right. okay.
1: Would, would would you do it if it was the barista you see every day that you know has a loving family waiting on them at home? Would you do it if it were your sibling? What about your spouse? Would you push your spouse in front of the train? Well, is your kid. Or would you? What? what yeah. What if you, the last one is your child? Would you push your child in front of the train to save the five people? And so, what it goes to illustrate is that depending, it like. Yes, if we are an outsider observing and we're not emotionally tied to this situation, yeah, five seems like greater than one. But for an entire group of people around that one, that one is greater than the five. And life, life is kind of infinite in that it, it, it has an infinite value and, and people matter. So when we approach these issues, because it impacts people's lives, we have to take the approach of it doesn't matter what's best for the group it matters what's best for the individual, and the individual gets to determine their own outcomes and success. Now, That's the we'll, only way we can approach it from, in my opinion, successfully uh, when it comes down to, to selling the ideas of liberty in this.
0: Now, I was going to take that, and let's even micro-drill like drill it down further. So one thing that you said, and, and just kind of like – maybe I'll, I'll tie the bow on that thought – is the importance of not just the storytelling, but hyper- Hyper, hyper personal storytelling. Take the individual that you're speaking to, get them involved. Make them have to live, see, feel, touch, smell, experience what the pain, the problem that they're currently experiencing is and how that Mm -hmm. solution that we're offering is going to make their life so much better. And then paint that picture in the exact same way so they can really get into the value, not just of solving the problem, but really solving that reality gap from where they are to where they want to be. And that, mm-hmm. if we can make the storytelling go hyper, hyper personal, then it's just going to make it more real. And the more yes. real we can make it, the more tangible it is for them to start to, to feel that like, oh, yes, this makes sense. Here's a great, a good example here. I'll tell a story in my example of telling stories. So let's say Love you're it. going into a, uh, a house and you're, you're, you're looking mm-hmm. for a new home to live in and you're going with your real estate agent. If you start to touch the, the counters and you start to, you know, turn on the oven and you go up and you're you're just playing around with everything and you're really getting into the home, you start talking about, oh, I could see my kids doing this. The mm-hmm. real estate agent, just dollar signs. That's all they're seeing, because what they're now hearing is you putting yourself into are. the product. So mm-hmm. now when they're sitting down and they're, they're trying to help you figure out where they want to go and they might be maybe let's say they want a higher commission. Let's just say that, right, because they're incentive based, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they want to say, hey, listen, I know we we had that one home that was like right in your budget. But but there was that other home that was like five thousand dollars, a little bit more than your budget. But it had that big backyard. And you said Mm -hmm. when we were there, like that was a pretty big deal because you could see your kids going from not having any backyard to be able to go outside and play with a dog to now they would have an area that was fenced in safe. And you'd be able to keep your eyes on them right from the backyard or on your back porch, watching them in the backyard. So I'm just going to say, personally, I think it would make sense to maybe take that little extra $5,000 hit now just for that better future. But at the end of the day, it's your decision. So what do you think? Right? So now we've changed the entire conversation. We know that they are probably going to be in that ballpark of the original asking price. But now if we can start to, to layer in that future by telling that story based on what we've learned from asking questions and paying attention and learning... Then we're putting ourselves in a better position. I think, hey, that right there is a very real, tangible way to take what we're telling here from storytelling perspectives 100%. and apply it to real life.
1: Yes, hundred percent. Because it, and you hit on a, a piece in that that I didn't touch on yet. So you 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 jumped ahead <laughs> in the story, which is good. Now, the closer and more intimate we are to the people involved in these stories, the more it it has an emotional pull and an impact on them. So like you said they they put themselves in the motions and told the stories of the future for themselves in that house. Well, if we're trying to convince them to think of something in a different way, the it, and and we don't have a personal story or a third person story to tell when we draw that hypothetical story we're going to want to make it as intimate and as close to them as possible um and, and so that that's a that's a really important context when we go through the structure of the story because you got to know who to put in what roles in order to appeal to their emotions and just that just goes to show that they are more likely to be convinced if something impacts their child, their spouse, their mother, their father, their sibling than they are if it impacts a random stranger.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm here. Let's let's maybe use this next little part going forward to start taking this and putting it into action. And I love looking at people like let's not reinvent the wheel. There are great storytellers out there. So yes. I'll tease this. I want to hear who you are going to think of as some top storytellers specifically if we can liberty movement, I'll start because I already have one on top of mind, and I've had him on the mm-hmm. show to talk about this is Matt Kibby and how storytelling yeah. is so important. So what Matt does over at Free the People is uh, and that's by the way, that's his amazing organization. They, they tell mm-hmm. stories by doing these documentaries, docu series, short clips. Yep. And what they're able to do is really dig into the solutions or the problems that are being uncovered or identified And really offering tangible solutions to those problems. So, for example, um, one of the best documentaries they had uh, that I still will point people to is the Thomas Massey uh, off the grid documentary
1: where
0: it's like, hey, how can we help solve the energy crisis or how can we help solve Mm -hmm. climate change? Well, here, let's go ahead and sit down with one of the most libertarian leaning uh, Republicans in Congress who just happens to be living one of the most carbon, uh, I think it's like carbon neutral lifestyles mm-hmm. than anybody else in Congress. I mean, goodness, he, he makes Nancy Pelosi, yeah. uh, you know, look just silly, which is on TV now with her gigantic refrigerators and all that kind of stuff behind her. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, you can actually now see Thomas Massey living by the values that a lot of our friends on the left say that they believe in, but they actually don't mm-hmm. believe and they actually don't live. Yeah. So. That, I would say, the approach that Matt Kibbe and his amazing team have been taking has been great in the liberty world. So, Jeremy, what are some, some I'd say, some <laughs> folks there you could identify that people could look yeah. to as good storytellers?
1: Yeah, so um, one of the things, and, and I am not affiliated with the Mises Caucus, but uh, Angela McCardle, who will be running for... Uh, LNC chair in 2022 in Reno has put out a few things about the COVID lockdowns and uh, some documentary series about, hey, this is what messaging would look like uh, with me on the, the LNC. And it tells the story of restaurant owners who were struggling before the pandemic. And have tried to jump through these hoops, and it really goes through all of the emotional pulls that show you the human impact uh, that that overreach of government can have. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I think Angel has really, really been been nailing that.
0: Yeah, and by the way, uh, shameless plug, and it's not even really shameless at all. I mean, there's no reason to be shamed at all because the Sound Mind Creative Group guys, uh, Chris Quizetta yes. and I, have been working with them in helping them with some PR and marketing. They are doing an amazing. Amazing Mm -hmm. new docu series called "Follow the Science" on lockdowns and liberty, and it just like that you're you're speaking to. It's going in, and they were going to do originally, which is one documentary. But like, there's just there's too much content, so they're going through much like you're you're talking about, telling these stories of people who were negatively impacted by the COVID restrictions, and and letting people see those stories firsthand, not with the the narrative and the the lens that's presented by the mainstream corporate media, but rather through their own words. Don't don't let, you know, who is it, Chris Cuomo or Don Lemon tell yeah. you what the business owners are experiencing and what they should be feeling. No, let, let's actually hear from the business owners yeah. from their own words and let them tell you exactly the impact of the COVID lockdowns. And, and what did it mean when they were told who's essential and who's not essential? right mm-hmm. digging into those specifics so i would also point to those folks but you know angela i think yeah. you're you're dead, dead right there she's been doing a lot of work in los angeles specifically trying to raise up awareness on these specific issues from a lockdown perspective so yes absolutely so yeah. unfortunately jeremy i can't believe it. we're i looked at the clock and we're already at 20 yeah, minutes man where the yeah. time go so i obviously yeah. want to make sure we we are we're talking yeah, about we storytelling yeah, let's let's make sure we wrap up our storytelling, storytell, storytell, <laughs> storytell. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Let's wrap that up in making sure that we're covering all the boxes. So we've gone through. Yeah, we're we're telling the right types of stories. We're telling different types of stories in terms of the framing of the context, whether it's first person, third mm-hmm. person, hypothetical. What else maybe are we missing? Uh,
1: Besides, yeah, so hyper
0: hyper. OK, structure. There we go.
1: Dig into it, man. Yeah. So so every every good story follows a structure. Um, and there are a few uh, things. So the first is you you got to and I think we we've, we've just talked about that. You need to know what your objective and your main message is. And one of the things that I wanted to highlight, and I think you've highlighted uh, with both uh, the the story of Thomas Massey, the follow the science documentary, Angela with the the restaurant owners, is that we want to shift the narrative from well, here's the large-scale outcome to, well, here's how it impacts individuals. And so that that's sort of our main objective. And then um, we, we you, you start the story in the middle of, uh, say, your engagement and your pitch with a transition. Uh, it's very simple. It's like, hey, I think the best example I've seen of this is, or if it's a hypothetical story, you could say something along the lines of, uh, well, have you considered what would happen if, and then you get into the story. Now, the elements of the story come in that there is context, challenge, conflict, and resolution. Um, so context just kind of sets the stage. If you watch any movie or TV show, what the pilot does or uh, what the first 15, 20 minutes of the story do is they set the when, the where, the situation, that you you understand everything. So uh, and this is where you you discover the main characters so you need to highlight who your hero is and as we were talking earlier, the closer you can get that hero to being somebody close to your target, somebody uh, you know uh, that, that they have a relationship with, uh, or that they can even see themselves or somebody that they know as they can live through this hero that that's what you uh, want to do. What are their motivations? What uh, background things are going on, um, and, uh, and and just kind of set the stage. Now, one of the things you want in a hero is that they have noble motives. Uh, they are good people. They're you know you want your hero to be good and your villain to be bad. Uh, the challenge then is is okay. What what comes up? What was the problem or or the opportunity? Uh, so when this sounds a lot like. Uh, yeah. So it was, so the context would be, uh, you know, a a few years back, my sister, uh, was, you know, uh, living on her own, uh, in her early twenties, trying to get her feet set, you know, sort of like that. And then, then one day she started dating a guy named Tom, you know, so that is uh, where you can introduce and, and start with the problems or opportunities. Then there's the conflict. So what is the conflict in reaching the challenge? The, the thing about the, the – well, let's go back to challenge real quick before we get to cut. To, it is extremely important that the challenge be relevant. So mm. a, a great example, uh, Mary goes to the store. It's not a relevant challenge. We don't care. To buy some milk. We still don't care. For her baby. Mm. Okay, we care a little more now. Yep. Right. Uh, who because is the baby's currently sick? Right. Well, who's currently sick? Yeah. Mm. So we care a little bit more and hasn't eaten in days because the neighborhood bully stole most of her money on the way home from work. Now we care a lot. We're mostly yes. engaged. So, mate, the, the challenge needs to be relevant. So, uh, earlier when I said she started dating a guy named Tom who thought he was going to make it in a band and was actually freeloading off of her and became abusive. Okay, now we've got a story. Now yep. we've got something that You got uh, a bad guy that, now too. That, yeah, yeah, we got we got a bad guy. Uh, then we reach conflict, which is well what did they do about it? So, uh, they you go through it, it can be an honest struggle between the hero and the villain, even if the villain is internal and in something that they're deal, dealing with um and and you want to illustrate and do the emotional ties with that conflict. This is, conflict is actually the easiest part to spell out in a story. It's basically here's what happened, here's what's going on, and you just narrate the whole thing. And then you reach the resolution. Well, what ended up happening? Um, if you've ever interviewed for a job before, uh, another way to think of this format is STAR uh, in the way that they expect you to answer these questions. Mm-hmm. So, situation, task, uh, what actions did you take? And then what was the result resolution? So it, all of these stories follow a very similar format, context, challenge, conflict and resolution. And so uh, we can go through. I, I think a, a great one would be since our uh, our, our, our 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 dear leader, uh, Mr. Biden, has, has floated the idea of nuking neighborhoods. Um, so I, I think maybe we could talk about gun rights in this one. Um, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier. If, if we try to approach the, the right to self-defense, the right to own a firearm from a purely, uh, well, it's in the Second Amendment. Okay, who cares? Uh, that what does that mean? Why right. why can't that be changed? There's no people. People do not care. There's no emotional guard there. Uh, the other one is is they will pull out facts and figures of how gun violence has been reduced. Even if that happened to be the case, that's not our arena. Our arena again is what. How does it impact an individual? So we can go through this story with Mary here to tell them tell them this hypothetically. So let's say you're engaged in a conversation with somebody and you want to talk about the right to self-defense, but uh, they're emotionally tied to the well. There's just so many mass shootings that we have to do something. We gotta do something. Okay. I was waiting for it. There it is. Got, gotta do something. Some we we need to do something, right? So then this is where you can highlight. Uh, you know you could ask some questions about what is it that you need to do? Well, maybe if we just had uh, background checks for mentally ill people. Okay, great. So now I know I can tell a story about that. All right. So uh, imagine uh, you're somebody like your sister, Mary and Mary uh, back when she was living, uh, she was in her early twenties. She was living kind of in an apartment. Uh, she was struggling to get by financially. And she met that guy, Tom and Tom was, you know, kind of a freeloader, and he, you know, abused her. Um, and and she, because of that abuse, went to seek counseling and got, uh, you know, diagnosed with depression. And with her depression, she was on medication and things like that. Um, well, that abuse escalated to to physical violence uh, at one point with with Mary and Tom and. So she, he even threatened that he was going to kill her. So she throws him out and he says, I'll be get, I'll be back to get you bitch. Like you're, you're going to go down. Uh, I'm going to kill you. Your family's going to more like Tom's a really bad dude now. So Mary, uh, not having any family in the area, let's say you were out of town, goes to the store and, and says, I, I, I have to, well, she first, let's say she calls the police and she goes, well, it, I mean, they made a threat, but, I mean, if they're not actively doing something right there, if they're not there, then you're just going to have to call us when he shows up at the door. (laughs) Um, And so Mary goes to get a, a firearm to defend herself and gets flagged because she went to therapy and was diagnosed with depression. And that was enough to keep her from being able to defend herself. So, in in some ways, I could see your point of what you're saying, person. But Mary's life matters too, and the right for her to defend herself outweighs, you know, whatever bad stuff is going to happen in the world. Anyway, that that that's just a quick example off the top of my head of an emotional pull uh, and the ability to tell a hypothetical story that can help people see potentially a different perspective. Uh, on an issue
0: no that was good and i didn't say a word because that was exactly how i would have done it too um going through building up that emotional appeal making it as real as possible but i will say and this isn't anything you did but I, I i thought of this earlier is always make sure that your your story has a happy ending a positive yeah, yeah. resolution right <laughs> that there's there's a concrete thing that you can do i'll, I'll tell you why i say this i I remember it was a couple of years ago, and I had I was at a conference. I don't remember what the hell the conference was it, um where was it den denver i forget regardless and I'm listening to this guy give a speech, <clears throat> and like he starts telling this like his his story of like his personal struggle in life and stuff. And like he's, he's a CEO, so he's successful. But like mm-hmm. he starts talking about like how his wife has cancer and like how his his like parents got into this terrible car accident and like all these horrible, horrible, horrible things. And it never got better. Like there was no <laughs> positive resolution. And like you just kind of finish right. the, the seminar and you're like, oh, like <laughs> wow.
1: And, yeah. and, and you
0: look around and like everybody's <laughs> is uncomfortable because you're yeah. you're like waiting for that moment. Like, where where's his learning moment? Yes. Where's his hero's journey? Where's Where's Luke Skywalker now, you know, helping his father, right? Who is now having his own hurt hero's journey coming back to the light. Like we need to mm-hmm. see that conflict actually get resolution completed, right? And, right? and have it be a positive resolution because it is in that positive resolution that we're going to help paint the picture to help get people to see, hey, we can win. Yeah. At the end of the day, too, I think this is something that people need to remember. People want to win. People want to feel that what they're buying is actually going to help them accomplish or solve a problem, as a yes. win. And and if we can yeah. show people we can help them with those wins, Jeremy, I think we're going to be in a good spot. Uh, I always say that yeah. when we're done with our shows too, because I'm so. like, hey guys, this is the model that works. Like we're yeah. seeing it work too, by the way, which has been phenomenal. Seeing people enjoying the the Liberty uh, sales ebook, which is free, by the mm-hmm. way, For, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash Liberty Friends ebook, which is four easy steps you can take right now to implement, to help sell liberty to friends and family. And I, I'm excited because I'm seeing people talking differently. We're seeing the approach changing. And I don't know about you, man, but I'm just seeing in my own personal circles beyond politics, more people coming up to me and saying, hey, talk to me about this. And I'm hearing yeah. a lot of folks, particularly over the past year, because they were, they like us, we were scared of COVID when mm-hmm. it first started. I mean, God, man, I remember when it first started, people were like, you know, sanitizing their fruit when it come in yeah. from the grocery store. Like it was, it was wacko world. But as we started to fast forward and you start to get more and more information and the the people who stood up and spoke out against the insanity, those people now are being looked at by their friends as people that are are people they can trust on other issues yeah. because they're now yeah. seeing past the BS, and remember, this goes to when we're talking with Chris Goizetta, Who's your target market? Stop focusing all your wasted time, energy, and efforts on people who are never ever going to buy your product. It's okay, like right. you don't you don't have to sell the ice to the Eskimo. It's okay; mm-hmm. they have it already yeah. in their world. Like they, they they believe that they've got their solutions in place. But guess what? There are other people out there who are like just an ample market uh, market for us because they're open, they're ready yep. for something different they've been screwed by the their incumbent vendor and they're they they know that the other vendor is also terrible. So they're yep. looking for something different. Now's the time. So unfortunately, Jeremy, my goodness man, these conversations we could go on and on. The conversation will be going on forward over on the Patreon by the way, starting here Q3. Mm-hmm. We're going to be getting all the Patreon rocking and rolling. So for those members over the Patreon, get ready because it's going to be blowing up here. If you want to go ahead and get, uh, uh, I guess, really subscribe to the Patreon and and become a Mm -hmm. supporting member, $5 or $10 a month, it will get you into different tiers. So you have our entry level sales, or you can become an account executive, but either way, What do they get, Jeremy? You know, money's wonderful, don't hurt people. That's right. Don't hurt people. Don't take people's stuff bumper sticker. Um, And also, they'll be getting these mastermind conversations with uh, yours truly, Jeremy, Chris, and a bunch of other folks in the greater Liberty world, but also mm-hmm. folks who are outside of the Liberty world, you know, hint, hint, peek, yep. peek behind the curtain. So strap in. I'm excited to be having these conversations over at the Patreon. Uh, so let's do this. Obviously we want folks, if they're, you're getting some value out of the show, number one, please share today's episode. You can make sure you tag me at B Nichols, Liberty, Jeremy, we're going
1: to go ahead and tag you. Uh, at J Todd, six Oh one. And then follow us at, LP underscore Carnegie on Twitter um, and uh, stay tuned for what, what's down the pipe For us. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so I will be excited. at, yeah, I will be at freedom fest. Uh, feel free to come find me and talk. I love people. Um, and that's my tip for today. Uh, become interested in other people and hear their stories, ask their stories, ask questions about their stories. So one of my favorite simple lines is, Ooh, tell me more about that. Yes. And watch people's face light up and and they'll go into these stories. And then what you can do is on all of these issues that matter to people, you can start to collect these stories that you'll then use later in conversations with people uh, that you are trying to persuade.
0: Oh, I like that. That was a really good sales tip there, Jeremy. Thank- and, you know, by the way, I took this idea and like most sales guys, I borrowed mm-hmm. the idea. And yeah. now Chris Goizetta and I are doing this over the marketing uh, show as well. We do our, our little uh, weekly tip for marketing. So, yes, the sales Hi. and marketing tips they had. And I've actually been getting a lot of folks who really enjoy this content. It's different. It's not your traditional libertarian podcast. And, hey, you know what? Right. We say this across the board. We aren't your traditional libertarian podcast. We're not going to be sitting here and just fluffing up libertarians and talking about how awesome our ideas are. Instead, we're focusing on the issues people really care about, focusing on those issues, number one, but entering into the conversations to try and help change people's hearts and minds. And we do that not by trying to convert people, but by solving their problems, asking them questions, learning what they want. Or at least what their problems are, and then help to show that the solutions that we offer will actually make their lives better. So, folks, if you're enjoying this content, I not only share the episode, but please. Go ahead, give us a review. Uh, five star rating and review would be great. Brian Nichols Show.com forward slash reviews. Also, you can see Jeremy's rocking it right now. It's the uh, Good Ideas Don't Require Force t shirt. Jeremy got that over at the Brian Nichols Show Proud Libertarian Shop. You can go ahead and find that. Brian Nichols Show dot com forward slash shop now I have one of the oldies here it's the uh, the new boss meet mm-hmm. uh, is the same as the same old, as boss, the old shirt boss shirt from proud libertarian now either way you can get both of these shirts plus a variety of other shirts over at the Brian Nichols store and beyond that at Proud Libertarian, use code TBNS, 10% off your order right there at the start. Um, they're great guys over at, at uh, Proud Libertarian, really helping us out, move things forward. I'm really excited, by the way, we have a new shirt coming out here next week. Don't nuke me, bro, uh, with Joe Biden nice. on the front. I I, I was like, I, and by the way, I did not realize, I completely forgot the Muddied Waters guy did uh, did shirts like that back with Eric Swalwell back in 2020. <laughs> and I was like, isn't it sad that we have uh, too many Democratic uh, presidential candidates that are trying, trying to nuke, nuke citizens. American citizens? The fact that we have two "Don't Nuke Me, uh, Bro" shirts in less than a year—that's concerning. But, anyways, find that okay. and more over at com forward slash shop. And with that being said, coming up here on Wednesday, Isabella Riley—you know her over on Twitter. She says she's a paleo libertarian. I don't know if it's really paleo-libertarian. I think it's more so she wanted to really market and identify herself to different people because I get it, the ideas of... The Big L Libertarian can sometimes be a little constricting. So I think she was trying to break out of that. But regardless, what an awesome conversation. She's an up and coming rising star in the greater conservative, libertarian, conservatarian, whatever you want to, uh, to, I guess, label her. She'll label herself as. Um, but she's a rising star. So it's a great conversation figuring out not only Gen Z issues, um, but also how we can help offer libertarian solutions to those Gen Z folks. So if you want to go ahead, make sure you are not missing that episode. Hit the magical subscribe button here on YouTube. Hit the magic little notification bell so you're not missing a single episode give us a thumbs up like here and with that being said make sure you hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast catcher but it's brian nichols signing off here on the brian nichols show for jeremy todd we'll see you wednesday thanks for listening to the brian nichols show find more episodes at brian Audio production for The Brian Nickel Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.